0: to the end of 2021
1: <laughs> yeah we have another year just like this year next year to look forward to <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> are we all excited about that yeah we're still gonna we're gonna go in the next year we're still gonna have to deal with hearing about COVID every day if not on the news from people that we know we're gonna have to hear about mask debates vaccine debates it's all very tiring
0: and new variants like what happens after after the Zeta variant what what do we go after that <laughs> the Zeta. Maybe
1: once we to get to the end of the alphabet, it's over. That's what happens. I'm
0: like, are, are they going to, I mean, like, what, are they going to use another, like, languages alphabet? Because uh, it was, what, 24 letters, I think, in the Greek alphabet. So, <laughs>
1: so. Let me just start over at the beginning again with a, like a. <laughs> Part two, you
0: know. variant one, <laughs> which means they can go inf- infinitely with that. it's just like uh, B1. we got
1: Delta variant part two. This is the sequel,
0: <laughs> with a vengeance. <laughs> it's
1: like, you know, what's really interesting thinking about predictions for next year is that people have gotten very comfortable being at home. It feels oh, yeah. like everyone's on our schedule now. Like when this whole thing first started, I was like, man, everyone's on our, everyone's on our routine right now because you and I both have worked from, from home for a long time now. And what people realized is, is that this is way better than commuting to a job, being in an office. And yeah. people are like, this is awesome. But th- those are the plus sides to it. Now, the negatives are is that people have gotten, so, part of it is just fear-based because you watch the media, you think that there's a 90% chance that you're gonna die if you walk out the front door. So people <laughs> just buy into this fear propagating. So less and less people are going out on one hand. more Other people are just ravenously hungry to get back out. But people are very comfortable now just being at home all the time. And what is that? Now, what are you going to do when you're at home all the time? You're going to be plugged into virtual existence, whether it's Instagram or something even more intense than that. you got your Oculus goggles. Yeah, you
0: got Metaverse coming up. Now,
1: now you have people very comfortable with virtual living. And I think that's going to become even more pronounced if we can believe that. Going into the next year, it's going to be even more of that to the point where your real life is a supplement to your virtual life instead of right. the other way around.
0: Right. It's going to be this extravagant thing to actually like take off those Oculus, those VR glasses, those AR glasses and walk outside of the house that you're in and yeah. step outside into the yard or actually right. walk right. down the street. That's going to be this big adventure like, hey, let's just all meet up at, at a at the so-called real park. <laughs> it's like the so-called real park they're gonna even question if you know if it's even reality Once <laughs> you take those glasses off you know so this was just gonna be so crazy it's like oh my god look are those like actual people let <laughs> me see people like us walking our dogs in the park or whatever it's like oh my god they are that people still do that <laughs> so it's sad to think that that this is not far-fetched anymore that
1: this is this is going to become reality it's sad that real life experiences are not exciting to a lot of people. I mean, whenever I go out for a walk with Raina every night, windows roll down, she's sticking her head out the window. She's always excited. There's never yeah. a time to go for a walk where she's like, oh, God, we're, we're going to go do this walk again. Even though often it's the same walk every day, she's Dude. always excited to do it. She's always excited to get in the car, stick her head out the window and, and enjoy the ride over to the park get to the park, run around with their friends, sniff things, go chase coyotes, you know, whatever she does. Discovery, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That never gets boring to her. Right. Meanwhile, other people are are at the same place. They can't get off their phone. I see people walking around the parks on their phone the entire time. I was in South Africa many years ago before. I mean, this is, I don't even think Instagram was even around then, or it was the early stages of it. But I was walking down the beach and, People were on their phones because they've gotten so used to this amazing view that it's no longer a big deal anymore. And that scares me. It's, scary it's, it's me. so crazy because I see, people those people see
0: those pictures of like those beaches in South Africa, like, damn, man, we can visit
1: that, man. Like, wow. You can sit there and look at that. I did that. You just sit, you just sit down, you can look out into that indefinitely and not get at least i didn't get bored how can you get bored it's dude not- i'm
0: gonna do that still when i let the dogs out at night i'm just staring at the freaking sky to this yeah. day cuz i'm still amazed and like just um at, you know at the time we were recording this is uh, it's like a few months ago now compared to when this comes out you know just the other day when we had that um lunar eclipse man i was just sitting and just watching that at three in the morning I only got to watch like just the first part of it like when half the moon was like covered or whatever it's amazing because I think it only happens every 186 years and and like I said at the time we're recording this a few weeks before this comes out is going to be a- another solar eclipse you know which is right in the beginning of December so and I can't wait to see that because dude these are like these once in a lifetime experiences for most people that you yeah. don't get to experience you get to see pictures of it on the internet whatever but there's nothing like seeing it yourself to say damn I saw that you know not even trying to get your cell phone and try to get a picture because it's going to be a shitty picture, but just to see it with yourself and hold that in, man, get hold that memory and talk about, especially if you experience it with another person, you know, it's like, dude, these are like, you can't buy this. You can't download this. You can't, you can't hit send or Google these things and feel this the same way, you know, any feeling, because that that picture won't give you that same shock and awe, you know, because it's like, damn, man, there's so much, we're so minute when it comes to just the existence of all things. When you see things like that, you know, just sitting there. And I mean, there's still like solar showers all during this month or whatever, just to see that happening in the sky. It was amazing. It's, yeah. But sitting on CGI does nothing for me. Yeah, <laughs> I expect that for CGI. Like you better make a star go across the sky with CGI, all this movie, all the money I paid for this movie ticket. That's the least you could do. <laughs> you know. But when you actually a part of that movie, you know, and living it in real life, not virtually, can't beat that man can't beat that experience and what's gonna be sad is gonna be there's gonna come a time sooner
1: than later where no one's gonna understand what the fuck
0: we're talking about right now i think
1: (laughs) it's already happening to a large extent where it seems as if the only reason to go do anything in the real world is if you're going to document it for the The fake world the virtual world. world yeah the virtual world let's go to a concert but it's not enough just to go to the concert and enjoy it and watch it let's take a bunch of photos and post it Right, so that we elevate our status on this. This look version. at me, I'm an influencer. You got 120 followers, but go ahead, <laughs> carry on. Do you? Why isn't Why isn't the experience in and of itself enough? Is the question I think right. some people ask themselves? Because anything I enjoy doing, the experience is enough. Honestly, and on it, top of that, it's just it's so much
0: better to. You're sitting and you're talking. The song comes on. Like, oh my! Oh my God! I actually saw him live, perform live, and it was so man. The show was. This dude can really like sing. Like for example, Chris Stapleton. You know, it's like you know to hear him. On, you know, on a CD or hear him on you know on your streaming service is one thing, but to see him live and then just see the energy he puts into it. Blah blah. And then someone goes, Oh my God! Yeah, I saw him in blah blah blah. And then next thing you know, you're talking about these two cities that you visited that you saw these shows in, and then it goes on this conversation. Whereas. When you sit there and you take a selfie of yourself at that show and you post it, someone hits like and they move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to my that's not gratifying. I'm sorry. You know, that's so short lived because they didn't care. They just like, oh, cool.
1: Click, boom, next scroll. <laughs> Whereas that if, if, if you have a two minute conversation with someone serving you coffee at a coffee shop and it's just mm-hmm. a nice little exchange. That's actually more impactful than oh, things you'll yes. have in the virtual world that could be way more intense because you're missing that in-person energy. Right. You, you can't replicate that. I don't care how many people, you can could, you could sit there and text with someone back and forth for an hour right? on Instagram or your phone. And that can be cool too, you know, a good friend of yours and all that, but it's not the same thing as 10 minutes in front of somebody because you're you're, had- you're
0: you're you're losing so many other elements of the senses and the experience. So all you you're pretty much getting is touch because you're touching these keys and typing these words. Now, if anything, you know, you may be visualizing the conversation and and painting the picture of it, but again, that's also virtual. It's not the real deal thing. And you're living off experiences, you know, that you've had in the past. They can help you create that picture and give you a sense of what it would feel like, smell like, or whatever the conversation is, you know, pertaining to because of past experiences that you actually had to go and live, you know, so it it gets really, it gets really weird, man, when you start taking those other elements, you've got these five senses for a reason. Okay. So, I mean, imagine walking around. All you could do is just see. You can taste. Talk to someone who's had like, a cold, a really bad cold or the flu, you know, or even COVID where they've lost their sense of smell or taste for a week or two and how depressing that is when you can no longer taste the things that you enjoy and, and, and smell the things that you enjoy, whatever, just like, dude, when the, when one of those senses are missing, or just talk to someone who's, who was born blind, who would just love to see something for the first time. Right. All they've ever done is just lived off the experiences and the descriptions of other people, and all they can do is just hopefully they. Uh, you can't even really imagine, you know, what that's like because you've never seen it, unless you have someone that can really just. I don't know. They're really good with their, you know, the way they break it down and describe it, but even then, you're very limited. So you, we we end up taking these things for granted. Like you and I were talking about some just really great interviews that are out there right now on certain podcasts that. We were talking about um, Robert Green when he's on Tom you show on Impact Theory, and yeah. you know just talking about the the change in Robert Green since he was first on our show what seven years ago? Six years ago, 2013. 2013, yeah. So yeah. just the the how different he is now, especially since he's had a stroke. Yeah, and, and you know just his just his whole demeanor is way different now, and it's just and how he's just really telling people like hey get out there and enjoy your life and if you can get out and you can walk around you can do all these things do that you know because don't take don't take these things for granted because no now he's very limited at the time that you know at the time of that interview of you know what his mobility and what he can enjoy and what he can experience that you know he can't do those things that he normally would do every day and that he truly enjoyed like getting out and running
1: yeah the part that was most heartbreaking is that is when he said he sees people doing what he used to be able to do and it just, yeah. makes, him, he just, it just makes him tear up because he can't do it anymore. Right? And oh, that was just really disheartening. To I mean, I'm glad he was so transparent with everything that's going on with them, but that's, it's really disheartening to think of that. Because I I put myself in his situation. I would feel the same exact way. I love being active. I love moving around, going hiking, working out. Very physical person. I'm not someone who can just, I like to be cerebral too. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. You want to have mental strength, physical strength, spiritual strength. But physical, I mean, physical fitness is my life to a large extent. Hicks and Gracie, describes jujitsu as his life. And I, when right. I think of all the good things that came into my life, they all have one thing in common. It came from my love for fitness. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had any of those other things. Right. So fitness is a part of my identity. Whether I train other people or not is irrelevant. You know, I'm always going to train myself. So it's right. a very important part of what I'm all about, of how I express myself, what makes me feel really good because I deal with mental health issues. It's one thing that really helps me stay on top of that. And for that to be stripped away from me, that would be devastating. It would just be devastating. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so focused on being healthy. We were talking about how if you, if you only eat real food, you're a health nut. It's like, what? You don't eat any packaged stuff, man? You don't have a soda every once in a while? Like, that guy's a health nut. It's like, why, why is someone a health nut who eats food that you were designed to eat? Actual things that are grown. You know, not manufactured <laughs> in a lab. So if, you, so if you don't eat some fake man-made nonsense, you're a health nut. You know, it, makes, it makes no sense at all.
0: You know? conditioning man this is the conditioning
1: but the reason why I, I focus on health is i want to feel good as long as possible i mean i was talking to a guy in the gym the other day and i he's he's he goes hey dude we're talking about music and he's like hey are you a fan of any of the edm stuff and i was like hey don't let this young demeanor fool you man i'm I'm two years from 50 right <laughs> and then he laughed and then he's like wait a minute you say 50 i was like yeah i'm 48 he's like man i, I thought you were 30 something <laughs> right. And, and that's the kind of thing I want to hear. Not yeah. because not, not because of vanity, because those are the benefits of taking care of yourself. Is that right. it's almost a fountain of youth in the sense that not only will you look younger, but you're gonna feel better. Like when I when I, when I see people that are, are our age, right? We're both basically the same age. When mm. I see people that are a couple of year our age or a couple of years older. I don't think of myself as their age. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this
1: only guy at the park. We're not the same. (laughs) That only guy at the park is 46. He's two years younger than me. But he's got such an old mentality. And I don't have that mentality. I don't have this mentality of, well, you know, now that I'm this age, you know, I can't do this anymore. Man. It's like, no, I, I never use that phrase. Well, Man. you know, my age. I,
0: I sent a post the other day. It, it was, was like, all, it was, it was a guy on stage doing all these old dances from like the '80s and the '90s, and you know, and so I sent it to some friends. You know, I DMed them to them, and they were like, "Man, we're getting old." I said, "You're old." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 my brother. Don't put me in that category. I'm good. <laughs> I'm well, like, so no, I, so man, you're getting old. you're getting older. I'm just expanding my
1: catalog, bro. <laughs> so man, there's a difference. I, he was walking with his family and he goes, I was like, Hey, you guys are out for a family walk. He's like, Yeah, you know, he's like, you know, when you get, you know, we're getting old, so we gotta get the extra activity, you know, saying me and him, we're getting old, we gotta get the extra activity and just to keep the fat off. I was like, what you, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 I was I'm like, this is the lifestyle I lead. I'm not someone who is just indulges. And I'm like, oh, I better step up my activity the next day. The activity level is going to be high regardless. It's just part of my <laughs> lifestyle, it's part of a routine. And that this whole thing of as you get older, your metabolism slows down, that's a myth. Clarence Bass said that on our show years ago, and that's actually been proven that that's a myth that people that's just another excuse i'm older now so that's why i'm piling on all this body fat so you no know, your activity level is nothing you do nothing your activity levels are down and, and that's why it's happening so try, try, and get- try eating clean and then being very active meaning you go for a walk three miles a day seven days a week no days off you don't need a day off from walking you don't need a rest day <laughs> Ooh man I, gotta, I need a rest and walk day <laughs> and then on top of that, you're working out at the gym. You're doing conditioning. You're going skateboarding, right? You're just a very physical person. And then you eat clean diet. That person, that person's going is never gonna talk about how, oh man, you know, I just keep piling on body fat and it's, it's hard to keep my weight down and all that. It's because it's you're not going to pile on body fat when your activity level is that high and you eat clean most of the time. And it doesn't have to be as restrictive as a lot of people feel. But again, why is cutting out junk food somehow considered restrictive? like oh, oh man. man live a little yeah <laughs> it's like it's like it's like your life is not fun anymore because you put so much value into food being fun but when was food supposed to be fun isn't food sustenance <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i mean come on mike you said about sex too I'm like nah man sex <laughs> has to be fun no that has to be fun because I'm not trying to put any more kids in this world. So at this point it needs to be fun. Okay. I, I've, I've met my quota, you know, on reproducing. So uh, yeah, that's, that's a little different than food. Buddy. A, lot of,
1: a lot of people put kids in the world from a process that wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. <You know, that, laughs> <laughs> that a lot of people have never put kids in the world and they've had a lot of fun. Right? Right. So one doesn't necessarily have to do anything with the other. You know? it me, but none of that has to do anything
0: with food. Because trust me, if you don't eat, that's not fun. You know, <laughs> but if you eat shit and then you feel
1: like shit after you eat, that's not fun either. <laughs> so. Well, I, I, I just, and look, I'm not saying that food shouldn't taste good. You can make healthy food taste really good too. So you, it's, just a, it's just a different, it's a, it's, it's a different sensation. You know, your taste buds have been so desensitized from just garbage that healthy food now tastes like chalk. You eat an apple and you're like, oh, this is not sweet enough because you're used <laughs> to having this really heightened sweet experience that something that is naturally sweet tastes bland. But right. once, you're, once your taste buds get reset, it's, it's a different sensation. Now you right. really enjoy those things. I mean, the foods that I eat every day, I enjoy those foods. It's not something where I'm going, this is just willpower. It's just a battle of attrition. I'm just going to will myself eat this really bland, boring stuff every day. That's not sustainable. That's not remotely sustainable. But it's it's just interesting to me that I think the way people look at someone who only eats real food or most of the time, and they think that's extreme, it's going to get to the point where Someone who limits time in virtual living and maximizes time in real world living—you know—that's yeah, going right. to be seen as a scream, so, uh, as extremes. Like, man, you took a week off from Instagram. What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> a lot, believe,
0: yeah. believe it or not, actually, way more than normal. <laughs> it's like, dude, like, what do you do? Who do you talk to? People <laughs> or no one at all? <laughs> it's like,
1: believe it or not. So, yeah, we're so used to eating manufactured foods. People are getting very comfortable with manufactured experiences now as well, yeah. where you, you scroll through your Instagram and you see some elephants in Kenya and you're like, wow, that's amazing. Well, you know, what's even more amazing than that is actually being there.
0: To so my seeing those actual elephants in Kenya,
1: <laughs> yeah, watching that sunset go down and you're actually there, you're physically there. Those elephants are five, 10 feet away from you. that's 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 not something where you're just going to scroll to the next page you're going to have a
0: totally different experience when you see it in real life believe it
1: and i mean the obvious counter to that is uh, we can't travel now i can't afford that it's like fine fine i understand all those things but there's always things you can do in your environment that are infinitely more interesting than being on instagram i mean red rock people live out here in vegas we have lake Mead and we have red rock two awesome natural areas and they're neither one or far, And there's there's trails of all different levels. So it doesn't have to be this really arduous process for people that are maybe at the early stages of getting into physical fitness or or don't even care to be in physical fitness. They just want to be outside. So it doesn't have to be this really steep hiking process. But very few people take advantage of those things. I mean, there's so much to take advantage of in a real world. But we get so distracted by virtual stuff because it, it requires no effort. I mean, one guy framed TV in a very intelligent way. He said that TV is the easiest route to deal with boredom. Something to that effect. Because you're bored, what do you do? You just turn on the TV, you watch something. But it requires no effort. So it's not gratifying in any way. You, know, you don't feel like you achieve something after you watch TV for four hours. The I mean, thing- most
0: of you achieve is like, oh, okay, now I can go online and post that I watched. I finally saw this movie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you're a, you know, a critic, a film critic or something
1: like that, you know, so. But I, yeah. I think it's very dangerous when people get uncomfortable having in-person conversations, because when you look at, especially Twitter, which I got rid of years ago, I can't even remember mm-hmm. the last time I was on Twitter. I never look at it, but Twitter to me was just a lot of people shouting at each other virtually. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. You're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. You're a fucking moron. No, you're a moron. It was, it was basically that equivalent. Now, Chances are, if these two people that are screaming at each other virtually were actually in front of each other. They, they wouldn't do that at yeah, all. They wouldn't be doing that. And not because there's necessarily physical consequences. It's just that because people don't necessarily act like that in front of And others. if they
0: were screaming like that, it would not carry on as long as it does as a Twitter rant. Right. Okay. It's like, you'd be sure because of somebody, You know what? Well, F you and F this. Well, fine. And then they're done. It's a wrap. They wouldn't keep going on and try to keep one up each other and try to get the last word, get the last word. And then it goes on. And then next thing you know, it's like this two hour long, like flame fest <laughs> thread that's going on and on and on. It's just like, geez. And then other people join in. Whereas in real life, you wouldn't have all these other people just randomly walking by and like, oh, <laughs> they're talking about that. You know what? You're stupid. Wait a minute. I wasn't even talking to you. You know, well, now you are now. You know, it's like, so again, it's like I always. Again, when it comes to anything online, I always approach it like: Would you do this in real life? Would you have this conversation? Would you say what you just said in this person's face or in, in real life? And or would you say this thing without having something to back it up? If someone would say, "Well, where, where where where'd you get that?" And the fact is that you if you couldn't just sit there, like, would you actually keep repeating these things without verifying them in real life? Right. Especially right. when someone could check you on it, like, "Oh, really?" Well, that's not true because blah, blah, blah. What would you do? You'd be embarrassed or you probably, you know, you like (laughs) you would go to some default random thing has nothing to do with anything just to sit there and cover up the fact you know what you're talking about. And again, it wouldn't last that long, whereas people get online and they just swear up and down whatever they're saying is the truth and they have all the facts and they have this and that and usually because they just took it from someone else. So again, like I said, that's, that's one thing. So I can predict in 2022, there'll be less of what I just said, where people actually will approach each other online as if they were out here face-to-face in the real world. I predict that that's not going to change the fact that, you know, people are still going to hide behind the keyboards (laughs) and yeah, because now since, you know, there's no longer a a big pandemic globally in the face that's, really throwing everyone's faces where they have they have no idea of what it is. And so basically the whole we're in this together thing is kind of going out the window
1: now. <laughs> well I'll give you an interesting example of someone who's really comfortable in his house. Here's the here's a here's here's a story that'll give us we'll have plenty of directions to go with this story after I express it. Okay. So here's what happened. So I'm walking around my neighborhood Seven Hills. I'm actually walking by our old neighborhood where Carol and I used to live and I'm walking past this trail with Raina. So I'm going by this guy's house. He has all of his windows open. He's watching a football game. I'm assuming the Raiders on this big screen. Mm-hmm. Now, as I'm walking by, he yells out as loud as he can, "F F-U, M-Bomb, F F-U, right? He's yelled mm-hmm. it. Now, he's the way he said the N-word, you know that this is part of his vernacular on a daily process, a daily event. He, he probably uses this word all the time with all of his other racist friends. Now, he wasn't yelling it at me. He was yelling it at the TV screen. Now, I don't know what the context was. I'm, I'm assuming it was someone of color that he didn't like doing a play doing a play that didn't work in his favor but the fact that he went to that that he got mad and then that word came out so easily that's not by accident (laughs) that wasn't just a heat in the moment like wow i can't believe i said that word but he's so comfortable being a racist in his own home just like a lot of people are comfortable being racist online because you're not dealing with real world consequences in front of you right now I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to I, I couldn't get a look of what this guy actually looks like but I but I know the house. So I'm hoping that I run into this person at some point. I'm not going to confront mm-hmm. him in any way. I don't care what someone says in their home. You know, it's, uh, right. He's a detestable I mean everything I need to know about this person <clears throat> is embodied in that little in that little uh, rant. <laughs> yeah, rant that he had. So I, know I already don't like the guy. That's for sure. But my point is is that I guarantee you, if you walk by this guy at best he'll probably be like, "Hey, how you doing?" Right like, right, like nothing yeah. ever happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He, he's not going to talk like that to any black person he runs into, unless it's in a context where he's where they're outnumbered, or I don't know what the context would be. But anyway, someone that's now here's the real tragedy with a, a racist a hole like this. Now, oftentimes when people bring up a story like this, they're going, okay, here we're going to go, we're going to talk about how things haven't changed and people are still racist. No, 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 no I'm not going to go on that divergent one. That 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 one's too easy. But what I will say is that a guy like this who talks like that, he's only going to be friends with other people that have the same exact. Exactly. He has to be. Yeah, <laughs> no one else is going to tolerate that. You know, if I'm hanging out with a couple of people I and mean, the guy just started dropping that word in front of me, like I'd be like, Whoa, 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 what the fuck are you saying, man? Don't use that yeah. word around me. You know, he's right. going to get checked. So he can only be friends with other white racist assholes like himself. Right. Now the big, the big tragedy with that is that, you learn so much from being exposed to a lot of different cultures. You're your friends yeah. with Indians, you're friends with Mexicans, you're friends with mm-hmm. black people, you're friends with Asians, you're friends with Middle Eastern people. Or even if you're not friends with them, you've actually had conversations with these different people. Mm-hmm. And there's a level of respect there. that That's only going to add to your life experience. It's only going to make you a better person. You know, someone like this is, he's never going to become a better person because he's never going to be exposed to any of that stuff. He's just right. going to be stuck Right in this insular world of his,
0: right in his little echo chamber, you know, just right. like so many people, even in different areas, you know, like say there be, they, everyone likes to run to their tribe, you know, you know, politically, religiously, whatever, you know, because hey, I don't want to, I don't want my beliefs to be challenged, or I don't want to have to sit there and learn some new beliefs. <laughs> I'm quite comfortable with this. I'm good. I've made it this far,
1: <laughs> you know. So again, again, look, look, I've been around racist people who liked me but they don't like anyone non-white so what did they do they they tried to just reframe in their mind like well you know mike's basically white you know he's half white right so he's okay but so it challenged their philosophy of what their life philosophy because in their mind they're going i don't like anyone that's not white like me but then they're exposed to someone that isn't white that they do like so now what are they supposed to do with that conundrum right either they realize you know what maybe this stupid ass belief system i've had is moronic and that I've been dumb all along, and I've, I've just been fed this nonsense. And now that I've been exposed to other people, I realize how infantile and moronic it is. Or you sit there and try to say, "Well, I don't want to change what I believe, so let me just try to reframe things around." Yeah, he, me. He's, he's just di- he's different. You know, he's
0: he's one of the <laughs> good he's one of the good ones. I've heard that I've heard that one. Like, man, you're different, <laughs> sincere. You know, it's not like like it's not like what? Well, I mean, because I mean, you had you grew up differently, and you didn't <laughs> like okay, I'm listening. <laughs> I mean, because you didn't grow up poor. Yes, I did. But, but look at you, I mean, you're college educated, I dropped out, but uh <laughs> it's like he said, but, well, you know you, you're like a family man, first son born out of wedlock, keep going, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, but at least you know you were you were already in college, I said I was nineteen, still a teenager, Come on, give me something, so like, i I am filling out every stereotype that you're probably that you believed in, okay, but yeah, but look at you now, I'm like, oh, but, what about me then? You wouldn't know because you weren't there, you're just gonna assume. Okay. So, yeah. So basically everything that you thought was true about certain people, I've lived that. So am I really different? <laughs> am I? Because, or have you, first of all, have you talked to all those people that you're grouping all together like that? All of them? It, it always makes me it makes me laugh. Like when a woman says like, you know, uh, to my, you know what? All men aren't shit. All they want to do, they just want the same thing. Well, no one told you, you go fuck all of them. wait what well i mean obviously you have because you just said all men aren't shit because all they want is one thing and so (laughs) miss thing since you're that one thing (laughs) um no one told you to go do all that so well you you know what i meant no i don't because i can't (laughs) can't do that you can't just group everyone you can if you choose to but you sound pretty dumb when you do you know so you can't just do that you know, can't I can't sit there and look at every white person and think that they're a white supremacist. <laughs> just like can't sit there and think that uh, every brother is a brother. Okay, someone like oh, we got a little saying: all skin folk are not kin folk. Okay, just because you look like me doesn't mean like you're like me, <laughs> or thinking the same way. Because guess what? At the end of the day, we're all individuals. So, and I don't know that person's background, so it's not like people have this default where it's like, oh, okay, so. Because, I mean, you can sit there and say, like, you would think that, you know, coming from the same culture, you would think that you would have the same, you relate to the same things. And then you would, you know, behave a certain way, especially with each other. But if that's the case, we can go a little deeper. Well, since we're all human, why don't we all default to that code, too, and start there? But, right. you know, yeah, I digress. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just hilarious, man, when people just do that. and they, Like I said, just they get comfortable in their little echo chambers of, man, you know, once you sit there and you muffle out the sound and then other people listen in things change a little bit in that little echo chamber when all of a sudden no one's repeating what they're what they're saying right right you know but yeah man so yeah another we kind of hinted on this you know another prediction i said i you know we we say that people are gonna be in these more virtual worlds and start a there's gonna be more adoption of that like right now You know, these last few months, everything's been about this about the metaverse and the metaverse. And there's so many people like, oh my God, this is look at what society's becoming. What are we doing? We've been doing this for a while. Don't act like the metaverse is something new. Okay, we've been in these virtual worlds. We just gave you examples of that. Just how we behaved in social media for the last for over a little bit past a decade now, you know, and living through that. But even before that, just again, you got in these virtual worlds where you got around a certain group of people and you all lived a certain way. And you thought that that way was the way and anything outside of that, these people were wrong. So we were doing virtual worlds before we even put on Oculus glasses or picked up a cell phone or anything like that. People have been delusional (laughs) for, for quite some time. But they felt like, Oh, it's just me or this is the way. And anything else is wrong. Even coming down to either their cultures or even their religion. So, so many things have led up to this, 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 lifestyle that's coming up this virtual lifestyle so my prediction is that you're going to see more and more people going to finally just kind of come to terms with that who weren't coming to terms with that in the very beginning and they're going to adopt it because they're pretty much not going to have too many choices to do otherwise so i'm going to see more and more people who are going to adopt their lifestyle and on top of that there are going to be some who are just smart to realize like you know what I don't have to immerse myself into this lifestyle, but you know what? I can't use this change in society to, to actually benefit me and mine in a different way, because what you're going to have is more and more As more and more people start to adopt digital currency. They're going to start going toward these metaverses and, and, you know, NFTs and all these other virtual tokens of di- these digital coins as a way to actually close that wealth gap that they've been stuck in. So, because right now what you have is you, you have a lot of people, the the next business model was not even next. It's already happening. You have so many people who are like, let's just say people who another part where you've kind of immersed yourself in these virtual worlds is with video games for decades. Well now they're paying people to play video games. You got a whole generation that is pretty much, they've come up and they're getting paid to play. So that is now becoming, they're becoming millionaires just from playing video games, just logging in on a Saturday. You play a game for eight hours or whatever, you're making anywhere between a hundred to like $15,000 just to play a game. You know how hard is going to make someone like that want to go out and work a regular job, <laughs> you know? So you're building a whole generation that's like, nah. It's like, so now guess what? They're going to be even more immersed in these virtual worlds because now they're actually making incomes from it. Right. And they're becoming millionaires and billionaires from just doing something they actually love to do. You know, so you're going to see more and more people getting involved in that. You're going to see more and more people who are going to be buying the digital currency that goes along with that. And you're going to start seeing changes in people's wealth just from that because they're going to learn more and more about it. They're not even going to want to even deal with the more basic stuff like we talk about, like Bitcoin or Ethereum when they're, they're already immersed in these, these, these games. And that makes more sense to a lot of them. So a lot of these companies are going to realize like they're going to shift their business model to start focusing more on these folks who are gaming now and that they're going to be more prone to adopt that, that way of life and get more involved in that and get involved in digital currency that way. And it's going to change the whole business model way of doing things. So you already see it. You already see people buying virtual real estate already, you know, to the average person that makes no sense. Like, you're buying a plot of land for thousands of dollars, even millions of dollars. It's just in this place that doesn't really exist, you know? And, but what ends up happening, these companies like Adidas and Nike, they're, they're doing that. And once these people go into these virtual worlds, they're going to see these products. They're going to see these stores. They're going to see all these things and things that can be purchased, tangible and intangible, you know, just through these, these virtual worlds. So now, they're making more and more income. So people, how are they going to purchase them by using those digital tokens that pertain to those certain platforms that these people are going to be involved in. So you're going to see a shift monetarily big time, you know, whether the old school, you know, dinosaurs like it or not, but don't get it twisted. They're they're, they're they know what's going on. They're being a part of it. All the banks, you know, all the investment firms and, you know, um, you know, you, you have the hedge funds, all of them. They're, they're all, they're all in it. Even when they're telling you it's a fad, and it's going to go away or it's going to end up messing up the economy and our country and bring it down. Don't always pay attention to what they're not saying. Okay. And I think you're going to see more and more people, you know, start to do that, but pretty soon you're not even going to have a choice. You know, it's just the way things are going to be as the dollar, you know, continues to crumble. So yeah, I see that shift coming up a lot sooner than later. And, you know what I'm saying? I really see this making big strides in 2022, you know, where more and more people are going to start looking at, you know, using digital currency as part of their lifestyle.
1: So, You think digital currency is going to, because it seems like things such as Bitcoin and Ethereum in particular mm-hmm. are, are more stores of value, meaning that they, their their price has to stabilize before someone uses it. Because right now, it seems that if you use Bitcoin to buy anything, you're missing out because the well, value- there's a oh, what man. is the
0: difference between those two? Because Bitcoin is more of that store of value, and yeah. and whereas you know got Ethereum, where it has more use cases because a lot of this gaming, all the NFTs, um, the gaming, a lot of these other platforms that are happening in in the digital currency world, and they're all pretty much on, they're in the the, the Ethereum ecosystem, Ethereum is the backbone. It's like pretty much the, let's just say, if, if let's just say Ethereum is more like Google. Okay. It's really hard to touch, find something these days where it comes to technology that Google doesn't have their hands in right? some way, somehow, you know, whether you're surfing on online, you know, you know, whether you're clicking on an ad, whether you're going to a website that's being hosted, whether you're, you know, finding out information, you know, you, it's almost, they're the gatekeepers almost with the internet, the way they've set themselves right. up. And that's pretty much where Ethereum is. It is like the gatekeeper when it comes to this, this new wave of technology that's, that we're going to next. And <clears throat> the way they've set themselves up, a lot of things are based on the backbone. And now there are some alternatives out there, you know, a web three that, that are happening. And, um, and and in these other layer one solutions as well as they call them, you know, so you have like, you know, um, you know, you have like Avalanche, you have like Polkadot, you have all these different, you know, platforms. But the reason why they've come to existence is because Ethereum being like having such a big use case and kind of almost being the the granddaddy, let's just say the son, whereas Bitcoin is more like the grandfather. They kind of gave birth as long the grandfather was going to do so much. He moves slow, but he's got a lot of stories. He's gained a lot. He's got a lot of experience in his years. Whereas, you know, here's Ethereum, who's just like the next generation who can do a lot more. And the thing is, he's done a lot more for a lot more people than Bitcoin has. You know, he's the, the Ethereum is more active with these other platforms and these other technologies and these these other areas where it's like say whether it's cybersecurity, whether it's gaming, whether it's health. You know, all these things. A lot of them are passing through that gatekeeper, which is Ethereum at this point. So Ethereum has more of a proof of use, you know, and a proof of a proof, proof of stake. So look at Bitcoin more like gold. No one wants to walk around carrying heavy bars of gold. But one thing about it, gold's been around since the beginning of time and it's had value since the beginning of time. And that's where Bitcoin is. Whereas, like I said, Ethereum is kind of like, you know, all the different things that we're using to trade on a daily basis or whatever, that's where Ethereum comes in. All these things that that help us, you know, pretty much have our lifestyle. You know, that's what Ethereum does. So whether it's it's almost like, you know, hey, it can help create, you can almost look at it almost kind of like, other other currencies that are out there in the world, you know, or whatever we choose to decide what money is and what what the value is. It can kind of be like that. But um, yeah, so it's funny because someone was asking me like, you know, where should I start? Should I start with, you know, Bitcoin or, you know, get into a theory? I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not giving you this is not financial advice. Do your own research. But, you know, my thing is, you know, at this point, you know, it's one of those things where I would focus more on what's what's going to move a little more, and gain more value, and be more more you know um, deflationary, <clears throat> you know, I mean inflationary. What's going to have more demand, and so that's where you know it, you got Ethereum where they constantly okay, <laughs> got somebody banging on the door. <laughs> so you know you, you've got hey dude chill. So you've got people where, I mean, you've got like where Bitcoin, like you said, um, you know, I hear people talking about like, you know, buying things with Bitcoin. That's not what you would do. Like I wouldn't go out and buy something with gold, (laughs) you know, because if gold is worth like 1800 bucks now, and then 10 years from now gold is worth like (laughs) $3,800, then whatever I bought at the time, if I bought a car for like let's say $20,000, that car is worth like three times as much now. So that's, it's almost like I went and bought a a dollars $40,000 car, you know, that it's not even worth that at the time. You know, you saw people doing it in the early days of Bitcoin buying pizza, you know, with Bitcoin. It's like, okay, that's like a $10,000 pizza now, okay. <laughs> you know? So, you know, whereas like I said, Ethereum, you know, it's, I would, I would most likely, I would go with Ethereum. Then I would start looking at the other coins. And I would also look at coins that deal with the things that you're involved in. Like like I said, we've got the metaverse and all that. And, you know, looking at things like that, man. But again, you look at things for that long store value, like Bitcoin. Then you look at those things for a little bit shorter term. It's kind of like stocks, you know. And then you look at those things that, that can produce, that can yield interest and whatever. And you can use that money to actually live off of. Just like how people do a stock with dividends, stocks, you know? So again, it's one of those things where you, you know, you need to do your research, but here's the thing at the end of the day, what people need to come to terms with is the fact that the world is going to go digital with currency. Uh, the majority of the world's currencies will be depleted and destroyed. It'll be done. It'll be a wrap. It'll become, it'll come down to just a couple, you know, there's the dollar, you know, and it just depends who else, maybe the Euro. Okay. And then because The dollar has been printed so much, especially in these last two years, you know, the value, there's no value in that bad boy anymore. And guess what? Most of your banks and the Fed and all them, they're going, they're creating their own digital currencies as we speak. You know, there are countries already going there with theirs, but guess what? A lot of those are going to fail and it's going to come down to just probably one, you know, so, and the only thing that's going to compete against these, these digital currencies from the, you know, the Federal Reserve, if you know. Uh, on a, on a world scale, on a global scale, it would be that of Bitcoin, and that's just something they can't do anything about. It can't get rid of it. It's not going anywhere. So the fact that it's not going anywhere, that's when you need to really start just understanding it, find learn about it, because it's going to be a part of your life one way or the other. It's going to be the alternative compared to what the you know the 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 global banks are going to force upon you. You know, so, so the only thing is, it's like think about the ones they're going to force upon you they have more control. They get to see your spending habits. They get to see, they get to base, how much you get to keep and how much you get to have based on your behavior. You know, it's already happening in China that way, you know? So, but whereas with something a little bit more decentralized, at least with that in theory, like Bitcoin, you know, that's a little bit more between you and, you know, how you spend it and who you spend it with that's between you guys, you know, so it's trustless. You know, people need to look up that 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 definition of trustless and realize trustless is not a bad thing, <laughs> you know. So, like I said, something to look into. But like I said, um, I really start, I, I, I have a feeling that starting in 2022, you're going to start seeing more and more stories revolving around digital currency. You know, so don't let, don't let, the value of the dollar has been going up at least right now as we're recording this, don't let that fool you. That's trickery. Okay. Don't fall for that. And don't think that all this inflation talk or whatever, that's the way things are. That's also trickery. You know, it's the deflationary part of the world that we're about to go into. That's where things are going to get really suspect. You know, the supply chain thing, all the, it's, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. You know, the, basically this hard currency is being challenged. On a daily basis. And if you're not paying attention, you, you're going to get caught slipping. You're going to get caught slipping. So, and so, yeah, that's one more prediction. I, I predict there's going to be a lot of people who are going to get caught slipping way harder than they did than when the pandemic first started. Because they didn't change their lifestyle, not just in the way they eat and everything else, but also their financial lifestyle didn't really change. Right. They got their stimulus money and they wasted it. They went and bought TV. They did all this stuff. Yeah, there are some people that tried to pay their bills, but damn, $1,200, man, who's living off of that, especially in these big cities? You know, $1,200 in, you know, Opelousas, you know, Louisiana is not the same $1,200 that's in Brooklyn, New York, right. <laughs> you know, so so that goes to show you that whole universal basic income thing. They, they tested it already. No matter how much you are against it. Hey, they tried it out in 2020. So you got to ask yourself, did it work? Okay. Did it work? It worked for you, but did it work for everybody else? You know, so why is there more and more people that's sitting there and even more and more people are barely making ends meet. So you got to really start thinking about that. So honestly, there's, you can't really make something universal because everyone's not the same. You know, we're not, even if we're in the same country, we're not living in the same region. So we're not having the same lifestyles. So you just really got to think twice about that. So that being said, like I said, you're going to see that wealth gap is going is to get way bigger before it gets closer in 2022. You know, like I said, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be especially for a lot of people who didn't go to a lot of people who stopped working in 2021 who were like, yeah, and they were living off unemployment or whatever, and you no, know, they decided they, you know, they quit their jobs, or they were forced to quit their jobs for, you know, reasons we all know. Well, then they're gonna try to go back and get those jobs. Things are not gonna be the same. It's gonna be a lot more automation because just like how we're on on Zoom, and now Zoom has become this adapted lifestyle. Now, it's not just this thing that was necessary during the pandemic, but now they realize, like, oh, you don't have to go into the office anymore as much as you used to or whatever. We can just do it from home. So now it's become just a part of everyday life. Well, it's going to be the same thing, you know, what's going to happen with a lot of these companies they don't realize there's a lot of things they can automate where they don't need to have physical humans anymore. I mean, right now, you've got Miso Robotics, you know, who's gaining more and more market share with their robotic like food service product, you know, they've got their robots that are making burgers in Dodger stadium. You know, they got their robots making pizzas, auto, you know, automated them doing that as well. So what's going to end up happening, all these people who didn't want to work, those jobs can now be replaced by robots and, and AI. So you're going to have a lot of people that are going to be screwed because their are the skills they bring to the table can be replaced. So you need to be thinking about, I was just thinking about skills where you can't necessarily be replaced by automation. You know, you can't have, it's crazy. You can't have a robot really in the world of social work, (laughs) you know, you know, it's just certain things. You're still going to need that human experience, but there are other things where they can take over even truck driving automation, you know, self-driving trucks. They're already out there. People, they're already out there. So if you look at just the ports in in California during the whole, you know, um, supply chain issue, you know, look at those ports. Most of the trucks you see moving around, and and as as far as also getting the containers out of the water and on the ground, they're being done by robots, not people. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you got to look at yourself. Look look at your career. Look where you are now, and ask yourself: Can I be replaced by automation? Have a real honest conversation with yourself with that. Be honest. Can you be replaced? And most likely, if you say yes, you probably are already being set up to be replaced as you speak. So you got to ask yourself, okay, what can I do next? Or what financial choices can I make to make sure that I'm okay? You know, once this kicks in, because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So- yeah, I see that wealth gap getting a little little wider in twenty twenty two. And it's gonna be darker before you know, before it's lighter for a lot of people. Because they're just you know, they have not accepted it or they just don't know what they're looking at while it's happening right in their faces. Right. So, yeah, and man.
1: It, it, it's just like anything else. If you wait for it to manifest as an obvious problem at that point, I'm not going to say it's too late, but it's a lot harder to do something about it. Right. It's like hard to pivot. Up there. Yeah. I mean, you let your health go a little bit, you can turn it back around. But usually, most people don't get serious about their health until it's reached a tipping point. You yes. know, maybe they go to the doctor and their blood pressure is through the roof. You're like, wow, that's way higher than it was last time I came through here. And you're, you're, yeah. Now, you're, now you're, you're 50 pounds overweight and you realize, okay, I need to do something about this. When if you were 10 pounds overweight and you decide I need to do something about this, it's a much easier fix. Right. But that's the thing about people is that we adapt to change very, very efficiently to our own detriment.
0: Right. Lots of times we adapt to change when we have no other choice. Right. So,
1: even like with vehicle maintenance. Now, if you do certain maintenance things, you get the oil change done, you check your tires, check the fluids. You know, you can stay ahead of potential problems. It's not 100% foolproof. There's always things that are going to happen, but you're, you're not going to. You're less likely to be that guy on the side of the road in the middle of the night on the freeway. Right now, most people though they don't they don't do anything with the car until it's a serious problem manifests itself, and then you have to go to the mechanic <laughs> and you have to leave it there for a couple of days potentially. You get this huge bill of stuff for that repair and a bunch of other things. And you're (laughs)
0: shocked. Yeah. (laughs) How many of you riding around right now with that check engine light on in your car? Right. And you, to the point that you're numb to, you just ignore it at this point, because for some reason you think like, well, yeah, the check engine lights on, but my car, it still starts and it still gets me to point A to point B. (laughs) So, and that's a lot of people, just like a lot of people do it just with gas. It's like, okay, you see that gauge getting closer to that E, but then you're like, you know what? okay, I, I got I got a few more miles before I actually have to get some gas. And then next thing you know, you're on the side of the road calling AAA to come bring you some gas. <laughs> trying to flag someone down for a ride and that's not happening. <laughs> Stop that.
1: It's not a hundred percent true, but more more often than not, there's always warning signs in life. There's warning warning signs with your finances. There's warning signs with your relationship. There's warning signs with your health. Yeah, there's a check engine lights all over the place that you need to pay attention to. Yeah, there's, there's warning signs with your mood. I mean, for someone, right. feels, but, but for me, depression, I don't go from feeling really good to depressed like that. There's usually a couple steps before that. Right. You're feeling really good. And now you're, now you're feeling a little bit off. And then you mm-hmm. feel a little bit more off. And then you feel a little bit more off. And now you're in this full-blown depressive state. Right. So the, the key is when you start feeling a little bit off, you don't just go, well, you know, I'll be okay. You know, you know like, let me look at what I'm, what am, what am I doing? What am I doing that's different? You try to figure it out and get yourself dialed back in stay on the pulse Exactly.
0: But that comes with awareness, being in the moment as well <clears throat> and not distracting yourself and numbing yourself with things that you can't pay attention to. These, these signs when they happen. Right. You know? And so we're very easily distracted these days. I mean, so many things distracting us. A lot of times that's by design. You know, a lot of times there are things designed to where they, there are people behind it that don't want you paying attention. Yeah, because it's a little hard to manipulate people that are paying attention. OK, and, and getting them to do certain things and buy certain things and live a certain way that benefits their bottom line. If these people are paying attention. So the more aware you are, you know, <laughs> the better you'll be. So I can only hope that <laughs> that increases in 2022. But, you know, opium is a hell of a drug.
1: <laughs> well I'll tell you some of my predictions for myself in 2022 I'm going to do more stuff outside I did not that not like I haven't done that already but I, I'm thinking more skateboarding sounds good more hiking outdoors sounds good reading a book a week sounds good that's something that I was cruising with at the beginning of this year yeah. and then it kind of filtered off I started getting into that recently I'm just cruising through but I'm just devouring books because television doesn't capture my interest. I usually have an interview on or something like that. Some content on in the background when I'm working during the day, but at night there is just something where you just kick back in and watch entertainment. There really isn't anything that's capturing my attention right now. So, what do you then ends up going, okay, well what am I going to do? And I have plenty of free time to just devour more information, and I'm not just talking about self-help books or something that is just completely content driven i like autobiographies.
0: autobiographies, I like autobiographies
1: yeah man <laughs> I like hearing about life people's life experiences i mean nicky mm-hmm. six has a book out now about the first 21 years of his life so basically everything before motley Crue, mm-hmm. and that's interesting because you get this you get this window into all the experiences that shaped him for that road yeah there's plenty of other books and sometimes it's I mean, I read Chris Christie's book recently. I'm not a fan of his, you know, but it's I saw him on Bill Maher. I'm like, okay, that book sounds interesting. And it was, you know, just because you're hearing someone's you're hearing a different perspective than right. your own. That's the thing, other thing too, is that I mean, if you're if you're only reading material that aligns with your current belief system, that's also really limiting. Right. You're missing y'all
0: so much, man.
1: And you end up being like that guy yelling the M-bomb at the top of his lungs. <laughs> right. he's, that's, that's all he does. He's hanging around with losers like himself. <laughs> Every Sunday, he's probably one of those guys that just makes a lot of food and watch sports all day, which sounds like the most depressing thing in the world to me. Right. So You're living yeah. vicariously. You know what's funny is that guys are so comfortable living vicariously to through other men. That are that embody masculinity way more than they ever have in their life. So it's like it's like why do I need to work out and be strong and fit? I'm just going to watch guys that are strong and fit all day. <laughs> and so we've yeah. already, we've already been geared to embrace this whole virtual existence because right. this whole the first the first prelude to that is living vicariously through others, right? A lot of people mm-hmm. It's funny. is one of my good friends growing up. He got he got pitched on this network marketing opportunity. And obviously, I'm glad he didn't get involved with it. But what the guy who, the guy that was pitching him on it, his, his response to some of his counters was hilarious because my friend said, hey, you know, a good friend of mine did this. And I basically lived through his experiences. I know it's not for me. <laughs> and then the, the network marketing guy goes, Ah, oh, living through other people's experiences, no way to live, <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> which can be true. But this place, like, yeah. look,
0: look who's coming from. Like women, why are you even doing this network marketing? Someone probably told you, hey, if you do like me, you can get this BMW, too. And, you know, when you get to this level and blah, 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 I did it. And so can you. And you're sitting there like, yeah, sign me up. Right, <laughs> right. Send me a whole shitload of this. So I can keep it in my garage and no one's going to buy it. <laughs> OK, but hey, I'll get a team under me. And they'll sell it, then it won't be. I won't feel so
1: bad. <laughs> stop it, just. Stop. Uh, and, and, and Chris, uh, he he's been he gets pitched by network marketers all the time at Petco of all places, and he couldn't <laughs> figure out why. And I go, look, I'll tell you why. Because you walk around with your little dog, and that makes you more approachable. Right. So he's got he's got this cute little dog, Leo. And yeah. you know, not 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 dogs not remotely intimidating, and it's it's a good icebreaker for someone who wants to try to pitch him with this nonsense. Right. So it's like, hey man, cool dog, you know how are you do this? And then so you think you're having this, you know, the most insidious Genuine. thing in marketing is when you think you're having this organic conversation with someone, and then the real reason why they're talking to you comes out, and it's it's just demoralizing because you're like, man, I thought I was having a good conversation with someone, and now the, just the got time, hustled.
0: That's what it feels like.
1: You know. it to bring up this <laughs> nonsense, and he had that happen a couple times at Petco. And I go, hey man, that those those people know that talking about your dog is disarming to to most people that have the dog. Right. They compliment your dog or they say, Oh, your dog's so cute. So all of a sudden, automatically you think, Oh, this is probably a good person. This person likes dogs. And then they go, (laughs) and then they go from there. I got stuck next to a guy on a plane one time coming back from a seminar who tried to pitch me on Quickstar, this Amway, this Amway subsidiary. And anyway, I, I knew it was coming too, just by some of the dumb comments he was making before he went into the pitch. Now I go, there's no way I'm going to sit on this plane for five hours and listen to this nonsense. So I immediately <laughs> just dissected every, art. I go, look, man, I go, actually, let me tell you about network marketing and why I think it's immoral and why you shouldn't, I was like, frankly, I don't think you, you shouldn't even be involved in this. And I just broke down all the reasons and he got real quiet, real fast. <laughs> and, that, and that was the end of his pitch for the rest of the flight yeah, because whether he agreed with anything I had to say or not was immaterial. What he realized is I'm not a mark. You know, right. I know too much about this industry that he has no chance whatsoever in getting me involved in this kind of thing. Okay. And in terms of just people just pitching me out and about, that doesn't really happen. I don't really look like someone who's pitched right. <laughs> or I don't walk around with a big smile on my face. I don't walk around you know, trying to be intimidating, but people find me intimidating who don't know me. And that works to that works my benefit. <laughs> You know, Harley said this about Harley from the Said this about one of the buildings he used to live in. Is he was talking to some neighbors, and they're like, "Oh man, you know, you're a really cool guy. You know, you look like this mean. You look like this really mean, intimidating guy." He's like, "Yeah, I do that on purpose. You know, some people try to talk to me. Oh, I never, really go. So I so don't have to waste my time talking to people all day long." <laughs> But when someone does try to pitch me either on religion or network marketing, I nip that in the bud real fast. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't care about being polite. You know, right now you're being rude because you're coming at me, in a in a you're coming at me with something that you know I'm not interested in. And, <laughs> and it, yet it, you're
0: it, still going. It's like really come right.
1: on. Right. You're, you're not reading. What my part body. of not
0: interested did you not understand? <laughs>
1: yeah. And I, I think the, the ability to read people's body language is, is becoming even less.
0: Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a totally different skill set okay, at this point. You know, that's...
1: texting people and you're just uh, interacting on Instagram and maybe you're doing a Zoom call or and, yeah. and that's the closest thing you have to an in-person interaction. You know, none of those things improve your skill set when reading body language. Right. Because when it's... someone's not interested in something I have to say, that's very obvious to me. I mm-hmm. can tell.
0: <laughs> and, I, and I'll wrap it up. <laughs> it's
1: like, all right keep it going as a way to get rid of them like okay cool i'm having to say like when people come at you with stuff that you're not interested in just respond with stuff that you know they'll not they'll not be interested in just right. start talking about training to someone who has no interest in training <laughs> <laughs> that'll get rid of them real fast so like, hey man i wanted to tell you about this oh yeah let me tell you about my deadlift technique i was working on last night <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> well, let me tell you about this bill o'reilly book i was reading right now and you're like oh Oh, (laughs) okay. um, Didn't expect that. Why should you?
1: Like this episode (laughs) of Curb Your Enthusiasm where Larry found a way to get rid of people. He just wears a Trump hat. So he would get stuck, he would get a make America great hat. So he would get stuck doing these meetings. He's like, All right, you know, okay, I'll meet you at the coffee shop. But then he would show up wearing a make America great hat. And then the other person's like, Look, can you take the hat off? He's like, No, I don't want to take the hat off. (laughs) Well, I'm not comfortable sitting here with you in that hat. Okay, well, we can just leave.
0: How sad is that? (laughs) Those people actually exist and were like, I'm not comfortable with you wearing a hat.
1: Why? (laughs) But does that ever really happen? Have Have you ever? situation where that's happened. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because exactly. No one really cares in the real thing hey, No one
0: gives a shit. they would be like, oh, okay. Oh, Trump but, fan, huh? No, part, I just don't watch. For just, the most part,
1: people only wear those hats at rallies. You exactly.
0: I have yet to see one of those hats in real life.
1: Right. You don't wear, you don't, you don't go no, hiking. At five pedagogues.
0: years later, I have yet to see one in real life. I've never seen one.
1: Yeah, I've, okay. never seen, I've never seen one in real life either. Actually. Now
0: that <laughs> it's almost like a stage prop. It's like, that, that doesn't
1: exist. The fuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a prop. That's, that's an internet prop. Seriously. Now I've seen the, now I've seen trucks with the flags now because I'm in Texas Now I've seen those big ass flags in the back of like big ass Billy Bob pickup trucks. Now I've seen that you know so big ass trump or whatever you know but i've never seen a fucking hat never <laughs> dude I, i've seen confederate flags but i've still never seen i make i've never seen one of those red hats it's like it's weird now that i think about it yeah i've seen many confederate flags <laughs> that's so crazy it's like <laughs> hey the, some of the real signs of said racism i've seen in real life but not that red hat you speak of <laughs>
1: it's like come on well, you know, just wrapping up this whole thing about people being addicted to online experiences and everything moving in that mm-hmm. direction. I think there's going to be a strong segment of society that rebels against all that and wants to do the opposite. So more real world experiences. Like, no, 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 no. We're not going to just sit around and watch TV all night. We're going to get out and do stuff. I always say to something to people that instead of just meeting for lunch or meeting for dinner or just meeting meet. for coffee, those are all sedentary activities. Once you meet and do an activity, like, hey, let's go to Red Rock and go hiking. Now, obviously, this has to be someone that you want to spend some time with. <laughs> right. <for> wow. <laughs> you know? So, I'm not saying that you should do necessarily do a business meeting or a first date or something like that in these contexts. But how about meeting for activities? Because then, then it's beneficial, and generally, you have a better conversation when you're walking too. You have more blood flow. You're in a better groove. You know, you have a lot of times your mental function is like I'm fired up. You know. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I not sitting
0: there just taking in sugars and fats and everything while you're sitting there at a table, you know.
1: I'm not saying never do those things. Those things can be fun to do, too. But it seems that when most people want That's to That's a default. Together, yeah, it seems that 99% of the time when people get together for some social reason, it's always around consuming food. It's yeah. always around drinking or drinking coffee or drinking alcohol or eating food. Or eating, All, yeah. all sedentary activities. Right, and those are fun too. And I'm not saying people should stop doing those. I, I enjoy doing those as well. But how about less of that and more in actually like, <laughs> and again, this is what people you like. I'm not saying go hiking, you know, with some stranger <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's not safe. <laughs> when you want to get together with friends, like, hey, you want to have lunch this Saturday? It's like, yeah, let's do one better. Let's let's go hiking over here.
0: Then you get to see how strong their friendship is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. I don't want to do it. like, ah, You know, <laughs> tell you what, you go ahead and go hiking. You know, give me a call when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> for some people, they don't want to allot that much time either. They go, let's meet up for coffee because that could be 30 minutes. And then we just right. get up a day. So I, I get that as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, yeah, man. So, yeah, for me. Like I said, um, just like you, man. One of the things I predict, I'm going for me, you know, reading a lot more seriously, you know, and I because, like I, I kind of strayed away from that as well. <clears throat> really started getting into just like you know, you know, watching the, a lot of these interviews. Like I said, which that was a big upgrade. Just changing out a lot of things that I was watching before or listened to before. Just kind of like, okay, I've kind of grown that. I could kind of care less about this. This dude and this topic or whatever they touch on, or they would just kind of get to that point where I'm like, "Ah, I'm not necessarily in that space anymore. And just really watching some things that kind of just really put me back in a space of thinking like, oh, and challenging me or even just kind of like, hmm, making me have to dig a little deeper when they bring up certain things. Like, let me look into that a little bit more and see where, you know, first of all, see if that's true. Or I found that really fascinating. Let me go a little deeper than, you know, see what they didn't cover. Just because of time constraints. So definitely then for me, a lot more getting back to what I was getting ready to really get into before the pandemic was a lot more road trips, a lot more driving, you know, and just and not just going to typical places. But actually, I just want to visit like more and more these these obscure places, like on the way to some of these major places, so just like even going to, let's just say like a typical trip from Houston to Austin. Most people, that's all they do. They don't ever pull off to these little smaller places like, you know, like um, like these little towns like Fredericksburg and things like that that are like in the surrounding areas on the way there. And checking out like farms and these vineyards and all these little things that you normally all these little things that have all this character that people tend to ignore because they're so focused on the city, you know, and things like that, <clears throat> you know, like um, Round Top, Texas and little places like that, man. And so, because, you know, you're, you're basically like, yeah, you may not be able to fly to certain places or whatever else, but you know, these little places, even though they're in the same state you're in, these cultures are so different compared to the two, the point A and point B that you would normally go to and leave from in between. It's like, Oh man, this is a totally different lifestyle here. You know, even though it's only 10 miles away from where I live or, you know, an hour away from where I live, it's just like, you swear, this is a totally different world, you know? So, Yeah. So I want to explore more and more of that, man. Just like I said, you just check out new people, new culture, you know, that's been sitting right here, hiding in your backyard all this time. So definitely that. And just really looking for different outdoor activities as well, you know, you know, and just really trying to change some things up because a lot of things have have gotten stale (laughs) and especially those things that became necessary during the pandemic. You know, it's like, okay, let's, let's just, what, hey, man, I just want to look at this. So coming up in 2022, that'll be, that's when I hit 50. So I'm like, okay, what are you going to, how are you going to approach this second chapter of your life? This is season two right here, these next 50 years, right. you know, so what's going to be different? You know, what's going to be interesting? What's going to be a total 180 from the first 50 years of your life? You know, because there are a lot of people that get stuck. And they keep doing the same thing as the Groundhog's Day for decades for them. And that doesn't work for me. So I'm like, okay, what are the things that you haven't done that you're interested in? What are the things that you didn't even realize you were interested in that you're like, oh, wow, I had no idea that I would be interested in this. So it's going to be a lot of exploring going on. And, you know, from this, from from 2022 and, and beyond at this point. You know, so while more and more people are getting you know, into a virtual world, I'm really trying to get and explore this, this real one, you know, and it actually probably might be a lot more fun because it'd be a lot less crowded because so many people are going to be in the virtual one, you know, so yeah,
1: man. There's even layers of virtual worlds that are just one or two steps above it. A, a casino is an example, right? It's a really mm-hmm. fake environment. So, I mean, I like to go play cards, but I haven't played cards in a long time because I haven't been motivated to be in that fake environment. right rather get out and be in a a more natural environment something that's healthy yeah rather than going from okay looking at my computer screen to being in an environment where i'm surrounded by slot machines and people Mm. that are that are triple threats in terms of unhealthy behavior they're smoking too much they're drinking too much and they're gambling too much (laughs) and and
0: then you just have all this this other sensory overload so all these things are hitting you at once you you got the smoke you hear the conversations which a lot of them are meaningless you see these people who are just pretty much gambling their lives away right before your eyes, you know, and then you just hear the the slot machine. So you hear just the chinging and the blinging and the, so you kind of going through this Pavlov's dog type thing, you know, because you, people are hearing those, those noises and it's making them, it's compelling them to spend more or try one more time or, you know, just, so it's just all these, all, like you said, it's just this fake world because these things aren't real, but yet they're real. They're happening. But then what reality, are they really bringing to the table for most people you know it's not the it's not the reality that these people really are prepared for or want to deal with you know it's 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 this perception of what it could be but what is probably most likely because of the odds it's not it won't be because at the end of the day the house always wins you know no matter what but you know people have these virtual dreams thinking like oh i'm gonna go to Vegas, i'm gonna hit the jackpot you know and i'm gonna do like yeah you and about a million other people this weekend so that's like the same people that go and get by scratch off on the same day or people that played pick six or powerball you know you all had that same dream but only one of you out of all the millions and millions of you are going to get it what makes you think it's going to be you when you could have done something else more powerful you know to work in your favor
1: yeah something more satisfying as well something that actually gives you some gratification exactly what if you do win a j- jackpot then what because
0: <laughs> i mean obviously like you know how, how what are you gonna do with that jackpot are you prepared to do you know and make that jackpot grow you know what what does that mean is that the jackpot or is that just you know one more launch pad to where you're going next you know so it depends how you're looking at this if you think that one thing is going to fix everything then you're already in trouble if anything, that one thing is going to cause even more problems in your life. Yeah. You know, so like I said, man, I just and, and like I said, just for me, more experiences, more experiences. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what that entails at this point, because, you know, my mind is open with that. So yeah. it's not necessarily That's- just this one thing. It's just like when you open your mind, then it's, you have a lot more space for things to enter into. Like, hey, how about this experience? You never you haven't done this before or you haven't done this since you were a kid. But now, you know, with this mindset, when you try to do this experience, it's way, it's, it's way different and actually probably much more enjoyable because you're an adult and you're free, <laughs> you know, you don't have your parents right there. So yeah, definitely more experiences, man, because I don't need any stuff at this point in my life, you know, just what's necessary, you know, food, clothing, shelter, right. you know, I know to a lot of people that's boring. I'm like, Shh, that's exciting to me because there are a lot of people in the world that don't have all three at the same time,
1: you know? So, yeah. And it's go a luxury to think beyond those things for a lot of people, exactly. What we're talking about more real life experiences and all that, that's because we have the other things taken care of. Exactly. That's a fortunate position to be in because for a lot of people around the world, that's a daily struggle of how are we going to get water for the day? how yeah. are we going to get enough food to the, how are we going to get through the week? You know, yeah, they're not thinking, what are we going to do for vacation next month? There are no, vac- <laughs> you know, every no. day you know, you're working to survive. Right. No weekends off and all that. It's it's wake up at the crack of dawn and you're struggling all day to get That's through right. that. Exactly. So,
0: yeah, man. So, yeah, it's, it's so much, it's, it's a lot more, but there's so many things that are, prediction wise, I feel like that will be the same. It'll just be those things that are currently happening now, just on a larger scale, whether they're good or bad, whether they're a detriment or a benefit just depends on who you're talking to. So there's always that, <laughs> you know, so like I said, I can only really speak on what I'm working on to change my, you know, outlook for the days to come, you know, at this point. And like I said, and that's, Basically, whatever you're doing now is what's going to pretty much define that. Yeah. And, you know, that's what it really comes down to. No matter how many, you know, people have resolutions and say they're going to do all this other stuff. Like, okay, but what are you doing now to make that happen? Right. Because don't act like one magical day a year is going to make all that happen for you. So what are you doing now to move toward that? As with anything, everything you do each day moves you closer and closer to your goal. And whether that goal is what you want or what you need, that's up to you. You know, with your decisions. So, yeah, man. So, not as earth shattering with the predictions, but, you know, my thing is they're practical. They they make sense if you actually, you know, don't put more into it than there needs to be. It's really not that hard, you know. My thing is just like, hey, one of the biggest predictions I give myself is try to be better today than I was yesterday. Bam. It's not sexy, but damn it, it can produce some sexy results. (laughs) <laughs> when you stick to it <laughs> so yeah man so that, that's all i got
1: <laughs> yeah that's all i have too sounds Perfect, good man
0: all right so yeah folks just think about you know you know what's what's what are you trying to do today that's gonna make 2022 be the year that you want it to be and like i said that can look that can look so differently for everyone you know so and let's think about something that's realistic too. That's tangible. That's something that you can really make happen. You know, these little things go a long way and they can start today. So yeah, just look at it that way. So think about it or don't, you know, <laughs> it's up to you.
1: <laughs>
0: Somebody, Hey man, free will's a mug, you know,
1: just put your Oculus on and exactly. All
0: right, folks, let's go wrap it up. Catch you guys on the next episode. Take care, everybody. That wraps up this week's Live Life Progressively Show. Be sure to head over to MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the coupon code LLA12 and receive 12% off of your total purchase at either of those websites. Also, for more personal protection tips, make sure you head over to NewWarriorDefense.com. Support the production of the Live Life progressive Show by heading over to Patreon.com and becoming a patron. Simply go to Patreon.com slash Podcast. All Patreon subscribers receive Patreon-only access to our brand new show, Afterlife, which is a brand new behind-the-scenes episode that is not available to the public. Our Patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving Patreon-only discount codes beginning at 15% off on all products on MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media, on Facebook, as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.